Hey, Megan. Oh, I just took a drink of water. <laughs> Caught you by surprise. Hi, Jim. <laughs> yeah. Are you sure it was water? Because we could be celebrating along with our show today. Oh, yeah? Because our show's old enough to drink now. You're it's 21. Right. Oh, that's so exciting. Get it some I, shots. We should. Yeah. Shot it up. Yep. Um, I am not drinking alcohol. I am drinking, in fact, H2O. Oh, so am I. Really? We're, uh, we're detoxing tonight. Yeah. How nice I already of had, us. I already had a beer. <laughs> I'm not wearing any pants, though, because it's after 5 p.m. Oh, dude, it's fine. Yeah. I am, just because I don't have curtains yet up here in the space attic. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know. Well, you know, you, you got to... Trying to it's be okay. You have to be a lady. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're a lady. You do, you do lady things. I totally think I'm going to DIY some curtains up in here. You should. I've got some ideas. Will you please get some freaking Star Wars curtains? Uh, I just thought of that as soon as I said DIY some curtains. Yeah. That would be sweet. Yeah, I I can't imagine that like Joanne Fabrics or whatever craft store place doesn't have just like raw Star Wars-ish fabric that you oh, can Oh, I'm buy. sure they do. Yeah. I'm sure they have Star Wars fabric. Yeah. Just or get some like- of that. Universe fabric. I've yeah. seen like the solar system on fabric. The only that would be good, or what would be probably even better than real Star Wars stuff would be like fake Star Wars curtains, <laughs> like a <laughs> like, millenn- a like a Millennium Falcon with cockpits on both sides of it, or like generic gold robot man. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like that a one like a one legged R two unit. <laughs> That'd be pretty good. Dude, you know what? Can I make some noise really quick here? Sure. Um, I'm just thinking to myself that I'm really close to my bed right now. Mm-hmm. And I kind of want to be in it. Okay. While I record this. You go right ahead. You have a little lie down. I don't know. we talk I- about Empire. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know if I'm going to be able to fit, though. Let's test it before I move everything. Okay. Here we go. I'm moving the headphone cord. What? Never mind. The cord is like super stretched out. Hmm. It's not very safe. No. You don't want to have a household accident while podcasting. Or like tip over something on my desk or hmm. something. I That's don't know. True. This is bad. Okay, never mind. Scratch that. Oh, well. See, now you're going to have like some sort of narcoleptic attack I'm while, you're, thinking, while you're doing the show because the bed is right there and you're like... Oh, looks so good. It's not that I want to sleep. It's just that I. It's so comfy up there. It is. I'm sure. Bed is a great place. It is. This yep. chair is not very comfy. No. Are you in your office chair? Yeah. I mean, it's it's fine, but like when you're trying to sit for an hour yeah. to talk and yeah. not type, you you start like sliding down it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow your ass loses traction. Yeah. Yeah. It's drifting. It's weird. I have that problem with pants. With pants? Yeah. I start out and he, well, here's, here's a problem. They do. I mean, here's what's weird. It's like, I'm a big guy. And you would think that pants would stay on me. No problem. <laughs> my, it's not that my pants are the wrong size. 
they are the right size for my waist, but I have no butt. Yeah, see, I was going to say, it's not about how big you are. It's about what is holding them up. Right. So, like, if you have a tiny butt, there's nothing there. Or if you have, like, I mean, there are many problems with pants. Like, let's say you have a really big waist and no butt. Like you're saying, you can't, it won't hold up. And then your pants are very floppy in the butt region. That's right. So, it looks like I'm running around all day, look like I'm doing some sort of, middle-aged white dude pants sag and it's just my my flat german heritage ass but then there are also like girls pants that are made for girls that have like bigger hips but they have no waist so their dang belt has to be tied really tight because the pants like come out at the waist right and then they fall down because they're like really big at the very very top Mm -hmm. it's totally it's Many people have this problem. I need to get... And light. I don't believe in belts. Oh, I gotta have a belt. I can't wear them. I'd be arrested without a belt. I hate belts. Yeah. Cause it, well, it gets uncomfortable because I have to make my belt like tighter than I normally would. Yeah. Just to compensate right. for the male pattern ass loss <laughs> of which I suffer. Oh my god, No! <gasps> My Hello Kitty pen. The Hello Kitty head just fell off. Aww. She'll go back on. But I think she's going to fall off a lot now. Maybe I'll have to glue her back. I just decapitated Hello Kitty. Hmm. This was a birthday present. Maybe it still has eight more lives. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. There was a whole Hello Kitty store. Well... I'm sure they've have they have those somewhere in the Midwest too, but I can remember in when I lived in San Francisco, there were actually several like Sanrio stores mm-hmm. that were like all Hello Kitty. I stuff. seem to remember one at least in my childhood, or at least maybe Hot Topic. <laughs> yeah, Hot Topic was about half Hello Kitty, anyhow. Yeah. Yeah. All the different Sanrio. Yeah, you can get a lot of weird stuff that's Hello Kitty. Oh yeah! Oh like, my gosh! Like, you know what? Weird. In Michael's, the craft store, which I go to all the time because I like doing that crafting shenanigans, um, they have, when you're checking out, you know how they have all those impulse buys? Well, they have them in the craft store, too. And they have this whole shelf. Actually, it's several shelves. It's like an end cap full of Hello Kitty stuff. Hmm. Like mugs and cups like travel mugs and then regular mugs and they have like Pez dispensers and they have um, like all sorts of stuff. I can't remember, but I'm now thinking of the Hello Kitty toaster that my cousin has, which burns Hello Kitty's face onto your bread. (laughs) And there's a Hello Kitty microwave and the Hello Kitty um, dehumidifier. No kidding. Yeah, there's a lot. Have you ever seen the Battlestar, uh, Battlestar Galactica toaster? No. It burns a Cylon head onto your... Really? Yeah, onto your That's toast. Funny. Yeah. All right, you, you mentioned Michael's. I mentioned Joanne's. Here's, here's my beef before we move on to the topic of the week, which is The Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, because it's Star Wars month. Yeah. Uh, Hobby Lobby. Oh, yeah. I, I refuse to go to one. I resent the name of that store because those oh, are not those are name? not hobbies to me. 
Oh, like, dude, there are way I think, more reasons not to go to a Hobby Lobby, but okay. When I think of a hobby store, I'm thinking like I want a remote control car, some model trains, right? Uh, some model cars. They have like that. Build a tank, World War II authentic. Oh yeah, you could do that. They have those in craft stores. Well, but they don't have remote control cars. They might. Uh, listen, really? have you been in a Hobby Lobby? You find one and we'll go. There's like a few around here. You got to reconnoiter okay. that stuff with your friend, other Megan. Well, yeah, Megan and I would totally go to a Hobby Lobby. They're a little bit weird with the politics. Let's just put that out there. But okay, that's all right. All right. Um, to each his own. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, um, they have like so many weird things. Like the thing about Hobby Lobby is that they have a whole bunch of just like home decorations. Like this is neither hobby nor lobby. No. Like, I don't know if you remember from my blog. I have that mermaid that's like posing. Mm-hmm. It's like a hook on the wall, and it's like a mermaid. Yeah. You remember it? It's from yeah. Hobby Lobby. It's okay. not a hobby or a lobby. It's not. It's just a hook that goes on your wall with mermaid uh, boobies. It's a home. <laughs> it's a. <laughs> <clears throat> something that rhymes with itty <laughs> and we'll just leave it at that. So we don't get an explicit tag in iTunes. <laughs> well, yeah. I said boobies. Yeah. Well, that works anyway. Uh, so it's, they should call it the hoobie boopy. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just broke Megan. <laughs> Ten minutes into episode twenty-one, I'd like to oot 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 ooples and badoos. <laughs> okay. All right. Are we sure we're not drunk? I don't know. Okay. We're um, high on life. We're living the dream. We're living the dream. So, Star Wars month. Star Wars month, the best month ever of all the months. And you know what's be, funny? It's gonna be hard to talk. It's it. not even. A, it's not even just one month. That's true. Because it goes over two months. <laughs> it's gonna go. It's gonna it's a go. Month's length of time, but it spans two different, two different. It overlaps onto another month. Let's say. Mm-hmm. And it's actually gonna go into a third month if you count the book club stuff. A third. Yeah. Well, I mean, what I was saying was like. Um, episode four, episode five, episode six, and then the next episode is about the book. Right. So that yes. would be straight, a month straight. Yeah. And then we break the Star Wars month. Right. But then we're still going to have two more Star Wars books in the in. But they're the not consecutive, books. so it doesn't count. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> um, anyways, so we are on The Empire Strikes Back. Episode five. Super exciting. Um, I, for one, love this episode. Just, I think, because of Hoth. I think that's probably the reason why I love this this movie. Yep. Just because Hoth. We have the, the continuing trend of theme planets. Right. In Star Wars. Mono, monoclimatic, 
Tatooine, the desert planet. So now, of course, in the next movie, well, you got to do a snow planet. Right. The opposite. Yeah. And it's great. It's, I love Hoth. I'd be much happier on Hoth than probably most worlds, including this one. Really? Yes. Did you just hide in the base the whole yeah, time? Yeah, I just hang out in the base. Yeah. It'd be need, all toasty warm in there, I bet. I need some jerky. Yeah. It would probably be really warm. I bet you they have a nice little fire that's tended to by the droids. Mm-hmm. It's probably all good. Yeah. I mean, if the Imperial force wasn't, like, attacking them all right, the time. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, no, it's a solid solid place as far as I'm concerned. Just stay out of, stay out of the Wampa's way. Mm-hmm. And, and you're good. So I think the, the number one thing to talk about with Empire is... And I mentioned this... I think I mentioned this on... A show I know that I mentioned to you this to you in a conversation where Star Wars is my favorite movie mm-hmm. and I prefer Star Wars, but I recognize that Empire is the better film. Right. Do you want to explain that more now since we're on Empire? Yeah. Why why what makes Empire the the better film? It has more character development, better dialogue, better acting. Yeah, cooler fight scenes. Cooler fight scenes. The the music, which was already amazing in Star Wars, is developed even further in Empire. Mm-hmm. Visual effects are improved. Mm-hmm. And it's just overall, it's a it's a tighter, more dramatic story, right? But nothing beats the first. Like, I'm going to say the first episode just because it was at the time, right? But um, I I think that's that's definitely a thing with me. I always love in long series. I always end up loving the first one the most. Just because I really like that that plot line where the hero discovers that, you know, the, the main character discovers that they have some sort of, like, major mission to do. And then they have to leave everything they know behind and do it. And usually whatever they leave behind is, like, kind of crappy and they don't really care that much about it. And, you know, like, they get to go on this awesome adventure and then they come out being heroic like I'm thinking about Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings and Star Wars, you know, all of these things or even Game of Thrones. And um, I don't know, just like the first book is always really cool because I just like that origin story kind of deal. It's pretty hard to think of of too many movies where there's a sequel and the second one is is appreciably better. Um, Yeah, you know. Do people think that way about Back to the Future? Or that people prefer more? I think people like the second one of Back to the Future better. Do they really? Or because I think that's the weak one. I know. Okay. Thank you so much. Because here's the thing. Let's talk, let's really quick talk like trilogies in general. Okay. Um, 
there's a thing with trilogies where, like you said, like a lot of people, um, I, I think sometimes there's that thing where the second one kind of becomes better somehow. Like everyone thinks Empire Strikes Back is the better movie. And I know a lot of people who think that the second Back to the Future is the best one. That's the future one. And I think that's the weakest movie out of all of them. Um, and I don't know, like I'm trying to think of other scenarios, but I really, I really do think that that's the thing. Like second, the second one in the trilogy turns out to be the audience favorite. I think people really like Godfather too. Yeah. That's another one. What about, and I've never really gotten into those, so I can't say from personal experience. Well, we should get my sister on the show because she's obsessed with that. I heard my dad and my cousin, my, and my brother. I can tell you that I like Lord of the Rings. I mean, the two towers, Lord, two like, towers, two yeah. towers is my favorite Lord of the Rings movie. Yeah. I think that one is significantly better than fellowship of the ring. Yeah. I think so too. Yeah. Um, what other trilogies? I'm trying to think. I don't know. Um, now if you look at, um, Star Trek movies. Yeah. Star Trek Two: the wrath of Khan is way better than Star Trek the motion picture. Right. See, that's the thing because it either it either happens that the first one is kind of like a gamble and when it when it really does well, the second one turns out to be like way cooler. Mm-hmm. Because they have more money and like, you know, right. more um crew members and stuff. Um Terminator 2 is better than right, there's the original. Another- yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people like Aliens better than Alien. Yeah. Although I think it's kind of a wash with those. I never saw those because I was too scared when I yeah. was a kid, and then I just never did it. Well, the, pro- the problem with the first Alien is they weren't comfortable showing the Alien like prosthetic and costume yeah. and stuff. So you barely see it at all. And there's just one. In that right. movie, but with with aliens, they show it more, and there's more of them. Right, Ghostbusters. <laughs> Ghostbusters. <laughs> the first one's better. I can't even remember what happens in the second one. To Me be neither. honest with you. Um, is that the one with the baby? I guess I don't know. I, I have that. no idea. This, uh, with breaking Sigourney two yeah, electric the boogaloo. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah, the 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 one with the baby is the second one where like yeah. Sigourney Weaver has a kid and it's like some sort of key for a gateway into another dimension or something. It's like baby baby key master. Yeah. Gatekeeper whatever. Much. Um mm. but anyway, enough of that okay. business. But yeah, so I think I think um I don't know. It's kind of a tradition for the second one to be cooler than the first one. But then again, there are examples that contradict that. So I don't know. But I'm definitely a fan of the origin, origin story, especially Harry Potter. I love that first book. It's so short and it's so easy to read and it's so simple. But like, just this little kid finding out he's a wizard and then going to wizard school is like the coolest thing ever. Yeah. Everybody wants that to happen to them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think I think what I really really like about empire is is as far as the character character development goes we see luke has grown up quite a bit right he's no longer 
the the gosh golly. Although he is sort of really kind of whiny still. Like, and we're on Digable. I don't even know. What does this Yoda look like? Yeah. Oh, that's true. That's true. And it's like, oh, my God, shut up. With Han, I, I really like Han in Empire. Because he's, he's kind of a D-bag. Well, but. he is. But he's he's at a point where he's he's bought into the rebellion and everything. But he still has his old smuggler problems that he's trying to deal with. Yeah, like his past is coming back to haunt him. Right. Kind of deal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he definitely, uh, he's definitely a lot cooler when he's integrating himself. It makes him seem a lot more tolerable to you know not such a d-bag when he's like yeah i'll help you guys out (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. and then he's always trying to leave because of his past coming back to haunt him like you said i don't know i think he's cool in this but he's definitely like with leia he's just a little bit of a d-bag yeah you kind of have to wonder like does does she really even like him? Like, <laughs> like, or is she just like berated into liking him? <laughs> like, right. she's just like annoyed into liking him. She's like, fine, okay, God. <laughs> like in the absence, it's like uh, my only other choice is this other dude who's my brother. Right. <laughs> so I guess I'll date the jackass. That one part where, um, or she's wedge. Like, you don't know. You don't. Yeah. <laughs> you know, wedge is gonna die of virgin. Orlando. Yeah. <laughs> well, Lando's uh, probably got space VD, but yeah, he totally has like herpes or something. Um, uh, that part where she is like, "You don't know much about women," and then she kisses Luke, doesn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Oh God, I still have to turn away when I, I can't. <laughs> I have to turn away every time that happens. Oh my God. Well, you you need I to see. My eyes. You need to see some deleted scenes, no, my friend. Thank you. No thanks. <laughs> no. Nope. Uh. Uh-uh. There is a scene that they pulled out of Empire. Oh. Where Leia's all like, I'm so glad you're okay, Luke. I was so worried about you. Ew. Yeah. And they almost make out. Oh, no, no, no. Like, not just the, 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 the revenge kiss or the peck on the cheek. Like, they almost, like, their tongue action. Ew. Yeah. Yep. Ew, I just said that that I shivered. <laughs> so gross. That's not okay. <laughs> Why didn't they think of that beforehand? Yeah, you would have you would have thought that that George would be standing in the back of the room the day that they shot that scene in the script and and was like, uh guys, I I gotta tell you something. Um yeah, this scene we we can't do this scene because of uh because of reasons. <laughs> so like did nobody know at that point or no, like no. he knew? I my my I'm not even is sure. if he just like made it up at the last minute. Because he may he he actually may not have decided that when they shot Empire. That's why I'm saying yeah. like man get your crap together because yeah. like you can't like add that in last minute because that's the kind of decision that really needs to be known ahead of time mm-hmm. 
with the way they act towards each other. Yeah. I mean, come on. No one wants to see a story about incest. No. No Not one. too much. Not too much. That's one of those topics you just don't talk about. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of plot stuff in Star Wars that people, because we have the prequels, were kind of led to believe that, oh, well, this was George's intent for the story all along, ever since he wrote the original treatment for the Star Wars universe back in 1975, and then like the first draft of Star Wars in 76, and so on and so forth. But the reality is like a lot of those elements he he made up from one film to the next, like Yoda is the perfect example. Like Yoda was not a character that was in his mind the whole time for prequels and stuff. He created Yoda because he killed off Ben in the first movie. And he was like, maybe I can get Jim Henson and figure out what I'm doing here. Well, pretty much, but you know, he needed, he needed a character to train Luke and well, he had killed off Ben. So he decided on Yoda and you know, not only that, but like they, they initially were going to have Yoda be a monkey. Oh, and they were, yeah. And they were going to like superimpose lips on the monkey articulating the words that it was saying. (laughs) See, this is the thing. Okay. Maybe this makes me a bad nerd. I'm going to say something that's kind of blasphemous. That almost makes me feel like Star Wars is just a bunch of bullshit. (laughs) Because like none of it was, it all was made up later after the fact. Like, how does that credible? I don't know. That seems weird. Are you mad? (laughs) No. (laughs) You mad at me? No, no. Um, No, 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 it's fine. It's you know what I mean though? Because like if you if you're really gonna make this movie and have no like idea where your characters came from, where where they're going, like that's kind of like a that's an exercise you do when you write a story. You just know that stuff about your character. It's like you do a character profile and you know like when they were a kid, you know, their father turned into a big bad guy. And Obi-Wan Kenobi was his, you know, his trainer or whatever. And then you know that the trainer of Obi-Wan Kenobi was blah, blah, blah. And then you keep going on and on. You know, it's just like, it seems like he should have been a little bit more aware of what was going on in the story. Right. I, I think what you're saying is true. I don't disagree with it. I think we we do give a little bit too much credit to the story planning yeah in Star Wars. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, he, yeah, I mean, no, I mean, it's it is worth talking about and worth mentioning because there are some he had like a he had a million character names and planet names. He had like lists of just these names of things. And then it took a lot of different drafts and revisions for him to finally get around to using a certain name. Right. And the 
there was a master plan for Star Wars, but it's not, it doesn't resemble what actually ended up getting written into screenplays and then filmed. Right. If you read the first drafts of Star Wars and the original story treatments, you can see the basic elements, but it's nothing. Really, it's nothing like what happened. Right. Like there's, um, I don't know if you want to go into like, because we're supposed to be focusing on Empire here, but like in early drafts of, of, of Star Wars, like Han Solo was an alien, mm-hmm. and I've heard some of these um, before. Yeah, I mean, there's all sorts of like crazy stuff, and it was going to be, um, there was a character called Mace Windu, but you know, it wasn't really like Samuel, Samuel Jackson, Jackson <laughs> Nick Fury, Mace Windu. I can't believe you he know, was a Jedi. That's there's like just that. all sorts of stuff. <laughs> I mean, you gotta you gotta love him because he basically was he liked Star Wars and he wanted to be in Star Wars. Yeah. So it's like, hey George, put me in Star Wars. And George was like, uh, okay, okay, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So I definitely, um, I just I'm glad that we brought that up because it seems a lot of times you know with the whole. The main the main thing where you see this happen is with Luke and Leia, and most of me is just kind of screaming like, "Why didn't you plan that ahead of time? Right. <laughs> and why didn't you just say, okay, you know what? We got to scrap that idea because it's a little too late right now.' <laughs> like, I mean, who would think that would be? I don't know. It's just weird. Yeah. It doesn't seem okay. <laughs> right. Obviously, it is because so many people love the movies, but including me. Um, but anyway, we should talk about Empire. So I just want to say I have a question for you. Why are they why are Jedi's always cutting each other's arms off? Not each other, but other people. Right. Why don't they kill like Luke chops off the arm of that big snow monster thing? What is that called? The Wampa. Yeah, the Wampa. Um Womp rats, wampas, whatever. Everything's wampy. Um, he cuts off its arm. I don't know why he doesn't just cut it in half. And then, you know, the other famous ones like Darth Vader and Luke. Right. Well, I think there I think when a lot of those amputations occur, in in some instances, it's Defending yourself and disarming your opponent, pun intended, <laughs> but using non-lethal means. Yeah, I was wondering if maybe that was why, because they just don't like to kill yeah. things. So when, when Vader cuts off Luke's hand, Vader's, Vader still, even in that moment, he doesn't want to kill Luke. He's just trying to make a point. <laughs> He's making a point. It's like tough love. Yeah. Really tough love. Yeah. Bad, yeah. pa- bad parenting. Yeah, really. But, um, um, so I'm sure you've seen the Tauntaun sleeping bags, right? Oh yeah, I want one so yeah. bad. Um, Those are the best thing ever. You know what's really? I know. You know what's really funny about Tauntauns? When I was little, 
I always thought that the interior of the Tauntaun looked like tater tots. <laughs> Doesn't it look like it when he cuts them open? It's like tater tots. If you say of, so. The inside of a tater tot. The inside of a tater tot. Yeah, I guess so. You know, it's like all mushy and yeah. like potatoey, but it's got like structure to it. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Listen, yeah. I'm about to message you a picture <laughs> inside of a tater tot. Okay. Megan's going to send me this picture, people, and I'm going to look at it and I'm going to give you a, a an oral the, analysis. I'm going to find the perfect example. How it compares to the oh, the large and small intestines of a distended tauntaun. Disemboweled tauntaun. There we go. All right. Wait for it. I think this is right. Yeah, this is it. Wait for it. How does that not right, look like let's see. guts of a tauntaun? Look, Holy it's crap, got... This is the look, longest URL ever. I know. It's a Google image search. Look at that guy's thumb, too. Ew. It's like needs some shaping up a little bit. Yeah, if you do close-up shots of your hands... You better have a nice get hand. A, get a manicure. That's yeah. <laughs> like... I've seen way worse, but that's not a great hand. He needs some cuticle yeah. attention. Yeah. Yeah, that pretty much looks like the inside of a Tauntaun. I mean... A little bit on. less cheesy. Yeah, these ones are Burger King stuffed yeah. ones. I didn't even realize that. Before I, I joined Weight Watchers, I had these cheesy tater tots. They're actually I mean, I'm quite sure they're- good. I'm sure they're good, but they're probably yeah. not amazing. Come on. No, no, they're not. It's weird because like, and I'm in this moment right now. Let's just have a brief discussion here. Um, I'm in this like, I'm eating way too much junk food phase. And I think it's so good. But then I have like a really nice healthy meal and it's 10 million times better tasting. Mm-hmm. It just tastes better to eat healthy. Yeah. Because you can make like really good food. It's um, true. Anyway, okay. Oh, um, by the way, uh, since yeah. I mentioned it, Weight oh, Watchers. Yeah. How you doing? Weight Watchers update. Well, we're recording a day earlier than usual, so my oh, weigh ins not till tomorrow. Oh, so please. I have no news to report other than okay. I've been doing pretty good on my meals and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm now eating grapes and nectarines in the car oh, on good. the way home from work instead of eating loaded tater tots. That's great. So yay me. We'll see if it actually translates into some weight loss. Yeah. Are you All allowed right. to have um, like nuts? Yeah. Yeah. You just have to watch how much you eat of it. Oh, Those are kind of fatty though. Yeah, they are, but they're good. Yeah, they're good fat. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Right. Um, back to the show. Back to the show. I know. Um, okay. So <clears throat> what? one more thing I wanted to point out. Is it just me or are R2-D2 and C-3PO like way more comical, cutesy, robotic in this movie? Like R2-D2 just way more of like the beep with you boop boop things. His, R2's language, his sound effects evolve. He has more... Like he becomes more talkative. He's more Well, he's more talkative, but he has more sounds. Yeah. He makes more different sounds in this and he makes more and more different sounds in Jedi. So it's like they just Ben Burt and the people he worked with just had like more time to develop more mm-hmm. dialogue. 
for yeah. for R two. Their their relationship is is a little bit different in this movie because they're split up for a lot of it. Yeah, they are, mm-hmm. and they they still have kind of the oh R two D two, you're such a little oh switch off, you know, sort of thing. But but there's more of the pal. You know, there's sort of sort of more of that buddy element, right? For for the time that they do have together, yeah. But they're just the, the greatest. I love um, Luke and R 2s relationship, mm-hmm. like especially on Dagobah and everything. They're just like it's funny when they talk to each other in the X wing. Yeah, it's I like their relationship. It kind of evolves a little bit because R two becomes like his flying partner (laughs) Mm -hmm. so they have more things in common now yeah and he's like hey uh luke uh why are you driving right now yeah look i just feel like it i'm good i'm good cruising i kind of like it it's kind of a hobby of mine yeah yeah no archie does does cool stuff and and he has this funny little moment when he falls into the swamp (laughs) and he raises up his his um periscope his periscope deal <laughs> and he's all and like beep, the beep, periscope beep. has like a little face on it did you notice yeah that? It's like a little blinky eye yeah yeah it's cool <laughs> and he's like hee hee that was fun and he's right. like oh and then that's when he goes man i don't know where's the where's yoda what's he look like mm-hmm. he's eating his, his sesame breadstick and he doesn't like it yeah then we get yoda <laughs> And then Yoda comes in and does a bunch of flying karate around the room. Wait, no, that's the other movie. (laughs) Yoda comes in and I'll tell you what, they, I never, when I was a kid, certainly, I never doubted the believability of Yoda for a second. Oh, me neither. He Yoda has to be the most effective use of a puppet, the most believable use of a puppet in all of cinema. Okay, now I'm thinking. There's got to be other ones. Sure, I mean, there's lots of others. But... But I think any other ones that you talk about are still going to be kind of puppety. Yeah. With, I mean, yeah. With Yoda, I totally you, ju- you can just, you just believe it. He's just a character. Yeah. I yeah. think it has to do with the way you first meet him. Well, because on Dagobah, it looks like a set, you know, like, I mean, it doesn't, you can tell it's a different world and Yoda just fits right in. It doesn't seem like the Tauntauns on Hoth or like, you know, any of the other random puppets that come across the screen in Star Wars. Right. But like, he definitely, he definitely fits in there. And when he interacts, it seems realistic. Yeah, they, they did. I think, I think Mark Hamill does a really good job of working with the puppet. Mm-hmm. That's a huge part of it. I'm glad that you mentioned that. Yeah. Because that is a that is a huge part of what sells Yoda is how how Mark Hamill uh, interacts 
and and they are they do all the right stuff in terms of camera angles and and editing you know the cuts between shots to to help hide the puppetness mhm but it's never like if you're looking for it you notice how good of a job that they did but it's never obvious at least to me it's not it's not obvious right. what they're doing when you when you're more like casually watching i think the only point where you're like yoda is a puppet is when he's being carried by luke that's yeah. probably the only point in my mind where i would be like okay that looks like he's kind of carrying around a backpack well but even animal. even then they still do a, a pretty good job of of Yoda having motion. No, yeah, I don't think it's that bad, but like I said, I think it's the one moment where it's like, okay, yeah, he's definitely a puppet. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, I... That just sticks out in my mind. Mm-hmm. I think even as a kid, I saw that, and I was very aware that, you know, there was a Muppet on his back. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, I'll give you that. I think I think not I'm not saying it's like done poorly I'm just saying it's the most obvious point in the whole Dagobah scene mm-hmm. um I used to be terrified of that part where he cuts off his Darth Vader's head and it's actually his head yeah I would in that whole like meditative um you know like induced coma walk where it's like <laughs> He's like seeing visions. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah. yeah. I, yeah, I the, mean, I know the, you know what I'm talking cave, about, but, but yeah. Um, I used to be, I mean, that's on this one, right? Or is that on? No, Jedi? it's in, it's in this one. And, okay. and especially when you're a kid, that's kind of a hard scene to understand. It was scary. I used to like casually walk out of the room at that point. Cause I hated when the, I hated the way his face looked when his head was chopped off. Like the face in the helmet looked really creepy to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Were you ever afraid of that? I I don't think I was ever really afraid of it, but I didn't I didn't quite understand the intent His back then. It probably it probably wasn't until I was maybe ten years old or something to where I really started to like get really get what the point of of the scene was. Yeah. And it is a it is a dark moment. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not it's it's a visual thing that we don't we hadn't previously seen in the Star Wars universe up to that point. So you're we we've we've witnessed the Jedi mind tricks and all of that stuff, but we've never seen someone perceiving an illusion. Yeah, do we ever see that again? We see it the only thing we see is in in episode 3 Anakin has nightmares, visions/nightmares about Padme. Oh. And you kind of see like this hazy thing of her 
having difficulty in childbirth. Mm-hmm. But between but other than that and the empire scene, that's the only time where we we see the illusion or the vision happening for somebody. Unless you count like seeing the spirits. Yeah, that's true. I don't know if that would really count though cuz it's not really a vision. I mean, it's like communicating with one person, I think, but it yeah. this is more like a spiritual journey. Hmm. Um. Yeah, I mean, let's see. What else? I mean, what else can we talk about with this? I guess we should probably talk about the other characters in the in the movie, like Lando. Hmm. What do you think of Lando? Well, he's a creeper. <laughs> yeah. But all right. What do you think of Lando? He's, well, he's interesting. I mean, he's because, he's another complicated character. Right. And and he's interesting because in Star Wars Han Solo was the the more the morally ambiguous character. Yeah. Han is no longer morally ambiguous. He's mm-hmm. can be a jackass with the ladies, but he's clearly on the side of the rebels, right? At this point, so they brought in Lando to serve in the Han role of being: is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? And the twist here, and what makes him really interesting, is that he is more of a bad guy initially than Han ever turned out to be. Right. And and he it's does... It's like the same person going both ways. Right, yeah. Because they're, they're friends from back in the day, so, you know, it's kind of like they're the same, they're the same um, type of guy, and then they kind of split off into different directions. Yeah, so it's... It's kind of fun to see that, and... and He's one of those characters that I think has a nice redemption. Yeah. And so I so I enjoy that and and I would love to I would love to know more about Lando's backstory. Like how did how did he lose the Falcon to Han? Yeah, that would be really cool to know. Which he he apparently lost it in a uh in a Star Wars card game called Sabacc. That's awesome. Uh, but I like, I want to hear that story. And yeah. we could uh, do like the whole X-Men origins thing, which I never liked. Yeah. But we could do like Star Wars origins. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I'm sure, I'm sure they're going to make those at some point because like a Lando and Han movie yeah. would be really cool. Well, I can guarantee that they're going to do that stuff because Disney is, we should, we should save a minute and talk about the Disney thing. But, um, you know, I also want to know how about, about how about how uh <laughs> tongue tied i want to know how he became like the landlord of cloud city and mm-hmm. all of that stuff so he's he's a really cool interesting character yeah there's a lot of backstory there that that's not explained yeah yeah 
And he's, yeah, I mean, he's just really, really interesting. Mm-hmm. Then you have Boba Fett. Okay? Oh, yeah. Everyone loves Boba Fett. Everybody loves Boba Fett. Except Here's, you. <laughs> well, no. No, the Here's thing the about thing. Boba Fett is that he just, I think he's just popular because of merchandising. Yeah. Right? Well, right. Boba Fett is popular because he looks so cool. Yeah. But the reality is that he has, I think, two lines of dialogue, maybe three, mm-hmm. in the film. And we never really see him do anything. So there's legions of Star Wars fans out there. I'm, I'm, look, I'm partially playing devil's advocate when I say all this stuff, okay? Mm-hmm. I think Boba Fett's cool. I'm just putting it out there. Gotcha. But there's legions of Star Wars fans out there who go like, yeah, Boba Fett's the, the S, man. He's badass. And it's like, okay, well... Based on The Empire Strikes Back, what is so badass about him other than he looks badass? Because mm-hmm. he doesn't do anything badass. I know, he doesn't. And but then, then in, in Jedi, thing. he dies like a chump. Yeah. After doing very, very little badassery. Wait, I forget. Now I'm trying to remember how he dies. Han Solo accidentally hits him. With a blaster rifle, like the, like the, not like with the bleep, the beam, but like literally with the rifle, he accidentally hits his jetpack and turns it on. Oh yeah! And then he flies onto the sail barge and bounces off that and gets that is eaten so by the dumb. Sarlacc. That's like a workplace accident. That's how he dies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah. that's pathetic. Yeah, come on. That's so, not how Boba Fett should die. But the reason why I'm saying that is because of how much he's been merchandised. Right. I think, um, oh, sorry, were you? Oh, the, the only thing I was going to say is he's cool, sure. I, I'm, not, I'm not denying that. But he's not any less cool than the other bounty hunters, which they're all cool, too. Yeah. Especially um, for L.O.M., or four loam, which is the like the the bug guy that's like partially a droid. Mm-hmm. He's got like the C three PO torso, mm-hmm. but then like the bug eyed head. He looks cool. IG eighty eight's there. He's an assassin droid. Why did they freaking put IG eighty eights in the prequels? I, I that would have been sweet. Yeah, missed the thing, opportunity. The thing that I definitely see is like. With Boba Fett, he's so he was so like popular because of all of the merch. But then when they made the prequel movies, it was like, oh, we got to put him in way more because we want to sell even more merch. Blah. So right. they throw him in like way more than he really needed to be. Right. Well, the you know basically half of F- episode two was about Boba Fett. Right. Well, and the, and the other thing that turned out to be a lie was they. After episode two came out and you had like the whole Django thing and and Boba Fett as a son, uh, one of the producers of the prequels, Rick McCallum, he did interviews for like a couple years 
released a at least for a good year after episode two came out because there were three between episode two and three at least for a year after that he swore up and down in every interview oh yeah we're gonna put boba fett in episode three and he's like gonna come gunning for anakin or whatever yeah and they didn't do that yeah, they you know they dropped the ball on on that, but you're totally right about the merchandising thing because um, Boba Fett was the first mail order action figure. Yeah, I mean, we've talked and, about his yeah. action figure before. Yeah, oh yeah, we did. And so there was this whole mystique that was created around Boba Fett before Empire even came out. And then he was still mysterious in Empire and whatever. I feel I feel bad because I'm harshing on on the Boba Fett buzz. Right. But Boba Fett, badass, maybe not as much as everybody says. Right. But he still looks cool. He looks super cool. Yeah. I wish I could dress like Boba Fett and go to work every day. Uh, that would be pretty uncomfortable, but you would look really cool. I would do it. It yeah. would not matter as long as that cod piece kept my pants from falling down. <laughs> Full circle. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So can we talk about music? Oh yeah. We never did that with the first movie. Yeah. John Williams genius. I mean, pretty much that's what got me into listening to classical music. Mm hmm. Yeah, I mean, it was. I mean, yeah, because my parents never. I mean, I listened to like I grew up listening to like the Who and Van Halen and the Beach Boys and the Monkees and stuff, and then film scores came about with starting with Star Wars, and that was how I got into classical music. Yeah, that me too. First of all, uh, I had that same thing. Even though my dad has been around, I've been around classical music through my dad ever since I was a kid. The Star Wars soundtracks and and then a little bit later on, the Star Trek soundtracks were were also like the gateway drug into classical music. Mm-hmm. But John Williams' Star Wars music in particular has, has had that effect on many people. Mm-hmm. And his... His themes are just they're they're beautiful melodies. They're recognizable, they're singable. And and what what separates them from a lot of other film scores and it's not it's not really the fault of other film score composers because a lot of times they don't have a choice in the matter or it's intentionally not this way but the star wars music stands on its own you can put on the star wars soundtrack or you know from any of the movies and totally independent of it being this audio souvenir as i have often liked to refer to it mm-hmm. um Soundtracks is like the audio souvenir that reminds you of a film. Independently of that response to it, it's just great music that stands completely on its own. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, not just the melodies, but like the counter melodies that go on too are really awesome. Everything underneath is really cool. Um, the one thing about John Williams, I mean, I think he's one of the best film scorers. Obviously, he is one of the best. But, you know, when you get to be like really into classical music literature, you see that a lot of the film scores and composers that are creating music for movies oftentimes borrow ideas from other older composers like Mahler or um, Wagner. And it's pretty obvious, like the similarities between Mahler and John Williams are pretty high. Oh, yeah. I mean, you you can hear... You, you hear can a hear ton bits, of, yeah. of Mahler and, and Wagner, Stravinsky. Yeah, Stravinsky for sure. Uh, Tchaikovsky. All the Russian dudes for yeah. sure. Um, but that's that's fine because that's like amazing, powerful, brilliant music. Um, and it's just, you know, kind of reinvented. Right. But um And it makes and it makes uh I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I was just okay. I just wanted to say it. And when you have somebody who writes on that level, and th- three of my favorite film composers are John Williams, Jerry Goldsmith, and Bernard Herrmann. Yeah. And when you have three guys like that who can write on that level, and then you have people who are just kind of churning out yeah, drum loops with with strings yeah, on top, like African drumming that they don't even know what the heck they're talking about. Right, <sighs> and like you know, Pir- like Pirates of the Caribbean. I'm sorry, I hate it so much. I hate that score. There's, it's so it sounds like it's trying so hard. I mean, it's cool to hear, but at the same, it's like cool. Cause you're like, yeah, rocking. And like, there's so many different orchestras that play it and it sounds really cool and stuff, but like, it just, it's too cool for school kind of thing. Like it just, it sounds like it's trying to be a movie score too much. Like it's not, it doesn't stand alone as well. Right. Yeah. I was just talking about this. Um, and I think it's absolutely true of star Wars. I think it's true of star Trek. Um, and plenty of other movies, but there are some movies out there where popular though their scores are, I just, I can't get behind them. Yeah. We should, we should definitely do a grab bag episode at some point where we just talk about film music. Yeah. That'd be great. In general. For sure. Yeah. I mean, we got to talk about Howard Shore. Mm hmm. Absolutely. I mean, we got to talk about Danny Elfman. Mm hmm. Yeah, I have some stuff to say about him. Yeah, me and too. and a lot of other cats. So, yeah, yeah, we'll do that. Cool. But anyway, anyways, the music in Star Wars is it. That's one of the big things that really helps sell the movie, mm-hmm. along with the visuals. Mm-hmm. And it's you know not only does he 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 takes everything that he wrote in the first film makes it better, but then he also adds all of this other stuff. Right. So you've got the Imperial March, mm-hmm. which... It, First snare solo that you ever want to play when you're a kid, by the way. Right. <laughs> nice. That's Yeah, I can I can see that. It's hard. Well, it's got a lot of triplets. Anyway. Um, 
you know, what's kind of weird about that is Star Wars almost seems musically out of place because it's the only film of the six that doesn't make use of the Imperial March in some manner. Really? Yep. That's right, because in the TIE fighter scenes and stuff, they're always doing that like, and then they do like the, yeah. Right. But the, yeah, but the Imperial March. That's true. Is in all of, all of the other movies, including episode one. But in episode one, they 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 use the imperial march as anakin's theme yeah oh my and god and so what it I is is it now. with anakin's theme it's it's a t- anakin's theme is actually a tone row but the phrasing of it is the same phrasing oh. as the imperial march that's awesome and it ends with that the the very end of the phrase ends in that familiar da 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 yeah and it's he's a genius yeah he's just that's period awesome. and he's a big part of what i do why it is that i do what i do today yeah and it's it's definitely near and dear to me yeah that soundtrack yeah that's awesome i can't i can't say enough about the about the music yeah. I mean, it opened up a lot of doors for me musically. Curiosity doors, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no no doubt. No doubt. It's like, I want to go listen to it now. I know. I'm remembering now, after I saw this, I totally remember some of the other CDs I ended up getting and like cassette tapes. Um, I had this one, well, it was two volumes. And I remember I had the first volume and then I asked for the second volume for like my birthday or something, but it was all Disney songs, um, all Disney scores like orchestrated. Um, but it was like a compilation and I thought it was so cool. Cause it was like the first orchestral CD I had, you know, that I really wanted myself oh, besides, that's neat. besides star Wars, you know, but it was, um, yeah, it was really cool. I just remembered that stuff like that from Disney is a little bit hard to come by actually. Because most of the most of the albums of Disney music that you get are the songs. Yeah, but it was like a special compilation kind of thing. Right, right. Cool. Yeah. It was neat. That's great. But anyway, um Yeah, I'm totally wearing my Star Wars shirt again. I don't know why I do this accidentally. It was really accidentally. It's because I wear it for a short period of time and then I just hang it up in my closet because I don't want to wash it yet. Mm-hmm. And I just threw it on today after work. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, it's Star Wars Day. Yeah. That's fine. Every day should be Star Wars Day. Yeah. Megan, I love Star Wars so much. I know. Like, really, it's... Oh, I know. I've said this before, <laughs> but... And I and, and uh, I don't, if, if any of you guys ever want to go back and listen to an episode of a show that I used to host called Comic Shack... On five by five, it's um, five by five TV. The uh, the last episode of Comic Shack that I hosted, I think it was episode twenty one. Mm-hmm. I talk about Star Wars comic books, and it's a it's a solo show. It's just me 
for like 45 minutes or an hour, like talking to myself, <laughs> I guess. Do and you like laugh? Do you make yourself laugh? No, I don't think so. I don't. My my solo show would be so <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Like it would be all over the place. You'd, you're much better. Well, I saw your your one YouTube thing that you did for a little bit. Oh, but that was like edited and stuff. Well, yeah. But I was terrible at solo shows. But anyways, there there is that one episode where I talk about Star Wars comics where I sort of just spill my soul in terms of what Star Wars means to me. Because it's so meaningful to me on, on so many levels. Yeah. Just try, try like, the childhood and nostalgia stuff. And then my interest in it through collecting and like what the hobby of collecting teaches you about. That's cool. All sorts of things like economic things and um, preservation. And then, you know, the musical career stuff. And mm-hmm. uh, I just, I want R2-D2 to come live with me and be my buddy. Well, you you have a little R2-D2. Yeah. He's Alex. on my keychain. You have Alex. He's yep. like your little R2-D2. Pretty much. He can. He can just make him start talking in beeps and boops. I'm sure he'd be happy to do that. <laughs> <laughs> like nonstop, even way after I told him, okay, that's enough. <laughs> He'd just keep going. He got his first pair of glasses today. Oh, my God. Really? He's only six Welcome and he needs glasses. Club. What grade he, is he in? He'll be in first grade this fall. Oh, he beat me. Yeah, yeah. I was second grade when I got mine. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, he need he needed glasses a year ago. Oh, my realistically. gosh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's... Um, he said he he really likes his new glasses, mm-hmm. and he's he said he can see a lot better. He's like, things are so much closer now. Yeah. So... I remember being like, the world is beautiful. <laughs> like it was like in a Walmart or something, you know, like the vision right. center. Oh God. And you walk out and Beautif- you're like. Beauty and Walmart. That's like an oxymoron. Well, I mean, you're in second yeah. grade. So you're just like, it's so big. The ceiling goes so high and there's lights everywhere. Oh my God. I can read this sign like 10 aisles away. Right. Oh boy. It was just a miracle yeah. to me. So I'm gonna what? take I'm gonna take him to see Monsters uh, University tomorrow. <gasps> oh my god, is that out? Yeah, it comes out tomorrow. Oh my god, that's awesome. or not tomorrow, uh, Friday. Yeah, I'm thinking it's Thursday. It's only Wednesday. <sighs> I want it to be Thursday. This weekend is gonna be horrible. Yeah. What were you gonna say? I'm sorry. No, I was gonna say when'd you get your glasses? I got my first in like seventh grade. Oh wow! Even then, it was a pretty weak prescription. Oh, you're one of those. I didn't get something more serious until i was in college are you like kind of blind or are you not really no my eyesight's not that bad uh it's getting worse that's for sure yeah um but i'm nearsighted so i definitely when i'm driving i definitely want to have yeah some glasses for sure at night like yeah i could i could function without glasses if i had to i don't want to definitely but Wow. If I were going to drive at night, it's like, dude, you better put on some glasses before I you can't, wreck. Man, I can't even function without them or contacts. Yeah, but I, I mean, I'm like, I'm like crazy blind. I mm. can't see anything. It's all blurry, blurry colors. It's the beer. and sometimes, sometimes it's yeah, sometimes it's not even like specific colors. It's like a mixture, and then you 
take you put your glasses on you're like oh there's four colors there and i was only seeing one wow that's wacky yeah but anyway so star wars month yep star wars month i guess that wraps it up for uh for empire we've gone on for a bit yeah and great oh i forgot to mention the walkers go ahead i love them take a second i just want to say i love them walkers are great i love that whole scene very impractical vehicle, though. Oh, Let's be honest. so impractical. So, who thought of that? Who, Someone who, who got force strangled, probably, by Darth <laughs> Vader later. Yeah, Who's, seriously. What an idiot. Right. Jeez. Whoever thought those would be stable. I don't know. Like, top-heavy? Hello? Mm-hmm. I mean, sure, obvious weak spots. They sure look cooler than a tank. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they can stomp. Which is really cool. Right. And they make cool sounds while they do it. Yeah. Yeah. But Good sound so effects. Bad. So bad. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it. So next week we'll hit Jedi. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got Heir to the Empire coming up for Book Club first week. Yeah, I got to get on that. Next month. Yeah, I, I saw that you got the books. So no, I have the books. I've read about two you. chapters. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but I'm totally gonna, I'm going to read more tonight. Yeah. After this weekend's over with this crazy thing happening at the museum, I'm going to be working, but it's going to be less, it's going to be like, I can read a book working cause just a babysitting type working. So, yeah. Um, so yeah. Anyway. So do you want to tell the nice people where they can find us and reach out to us and touch yeah, someone? Nice people <laughs> reach out and touch not me. Uh, <laughs> okay, so this is Nerd Novice, and you just listened to episode 21. We're legally able to drink now. Um, so that's cool. Maybe our next episode will be like super wasted. No, I don't think we will because we don't do that. It's bad, right? Right. Bad. Okay, so um, you can find us on Twitter at Nerd Novice, and you probably should start talking to us and tweet us your business. Um, you can also find us at nerdnovice at gmail.com if you want to email us a question or a suggestion or an angry email. Go right ahead. Um, also, if you enjoy the show, you should go to iTunes and leave us a review and a star rating because we like those. and That would be cool. And tell your friends because we really want everyone to experience the wonder that is nerd novice pretty much we do Mm -hmm. we do awesome so thanks for listening everybody yeah and we will catch you next week may the force be with you yeah always